In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The family on this 33rd Sunday of the year, let us take today's gospel parable of the talents and rejoice as, as we look around the world today and see the culmination of 100 years of satanic influence rending the world apart. Rejoice because we will have ample opportunity to take the talents that God has lent us and double up on them. We can begin by asking the question, what talents did God give us? And from this flows a second question, what have we done with them? About those talents, Jesus teaches us directly that the master, quote, entrusted his possessions to them. In other words, the talents come from the master, thus they belong to the master. And, and, he expects them back in the end, and then some. But yesterday, for the first time, I was struck by the word entrusted. A father did not just give us his talents, he entrusted them to us. Well, this is a stunning realization because it means our Master, our Father in Heaven, actually does expect a return on His investment. He actually does expect us to double them. So what are they, the talents God our Father has given us, and what have we done with them? Those are huge questions to ponder because this is those vigilites on our Blessed Mother's altar remind us to pray for those who have gone before us, they also remind us that sooner or later, one day, our names are going to be on those vigilites. And when that happens, each one of us will stand before our master, just like the servants in the parable. And after that meeting, we're going to hear either one thing or the other, right or left, sheep or goats, heaven or hell. Let us not think that we can procrastinate on fulfilling our duty to double God's investment, like as if when our time draws to a close, we'll have sufficient warning and we hurry up and make up some ground. No. Look at how, watch, look at how the two good and faithful servants acted when entrusted with the master's talents. They immediately went out and doubled up on them. Thus, Jesus taught us what we are supposed to do. Plus, it is risky to procrastinate. St. Paul certainly warned us about that approach in today's passage from 1 Thessalonians. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief at night. When people are saying peace, and security. Everybody's looking for a little peace and security these days, isn't it? Oh, let the government give me peace and security. When people are saying peace and security, then suddenly disaster comes upon them. That's the exact same thing Jesus taught as he approached the Last Supper. Quote, For as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Be sure of this. Be sure of this. If the Master had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house get broken into. But a family, we're living in dangerous times. We do not know the day 
or the hour of our individual selves, even less the day or the hour of the second coming. I personally hope it's soon. What we do know, we do know is that sooner or later we will be held accountable for God's talents that he entrusted with us. So let us not procrastinate. Let us immediately work at doubling them up so that when we are called to account, we will be like those first two servants and, and not the third. This is why we can rejoice when we look around at the world today and see the culmination of a hundred years of satanic influence. Remember that Saint or Pope Leo XIII's vision? Look at the hundred years that have transpired in the last hundred years, rending the world apart because we will have ample opportunity then to double up our master's investment in us. Here's a, here's a way to understand this ample opportunity. Imagine an analogy of a massive steel factory, one that is totally empty of the raw materials necessary to make steel. No iron ore, no coal, no limestone. Dear family, no steel will be coming out of that factory. No return on the investment. Now imagine that same steel factory with chock full of ore and coal and limestone. Lots of steel can be made there. But a family, the Catholic Church is Jesus' factory. For 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has taken the raw materials given to it by Jesus, entrusted to it by Jesus, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, all the sacraments, all our sacred devotions. And for 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has taken what was entrusted to it and made saints and martyrs and a host of holy, heaven-bound Catholics. Now, dear family, 2,000 years of saints and martyrs later, let us understand that we have been born into a time and a place. We were chosen to live in this time and place, loaded with ton of, tons of opportunities to serve him as a servant is supposed to do to become saints and martyrs, like is what we've seen over the past 2,000 years. And the thing is, we do that best by and through being fully attached to the vine, by being fully immersed in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, fully immersed in the reception of the sacraments, especially reconciliation, and daily practice of devotions. Which is why, some don't like to hear this, which is why it was such a godless proposition to lock the churches and deny people access to the raw materials they need, the holy sacrifice of the mass, the sacraments. And then I hope that never sounds like a broken record, like humanity has a notoriously short memory and after about nine months of radical change, we're looking at, again, at the lockdown of our churches. I told this morning it was already happening in Winona because shepherds failed to act in the first place immediately or even slowly. The lockdown has become a leftist-enforced new normality, a godless Russian error-style new normal. We are perilously close to the proposition. Biden has promised it. It already is happening in some places, and faithful Catholics everywhere better send a note to their shepherd reminding them that the supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls. 
reminding them they have one job to do, save eternal soul, and then say in boldly printed words, never again, never again will you lock me out of the church. Never again will you deny me the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Never again will you deny me the grace of the sacraments. Never again will you deny me all the grace that comes through our devotional life in the parish. Never again, because those things, dear family, are the raw materials we need to become saints and to become martyrs. Well, to that end, let us ponder four means of being given that raw material. First, holy water. The family properly exercised and blessed holy water is a sacramental that washes us clean of venial sins. It always has been in the fonts at the entrance of the churches, but because of godless fear, those fonts must remain empty. A sacramental has been denied us. But someone mentioned to me that I could have a person at the entry take some of our properly exorcised and blessed holy water and reserve it in a spray bottle or a little sprinkle bottle and spray it on your hand as you come in whereupon you can make the sign of the cross. That person was given the ingenuity to teach me how to overcome the restriction on the communal font. So I hope to have that in place by next weekend. Secondly, the wanderer. The new addition is at the entryways. This week should be enough for all takers. A, a, benevolent, a generous benefactor has provided us with extra copies each weekend. I highly, highly recommend that you get a subscription for yourselves. Reading things such as this is a magnificent way to get raw materials for your sainthood. Thirdly, about kneeling for a blessing. You know that I've worked to restore the raw materials stolen from us in the recavations after Vatican II. And one of the things that was stolen was kneeling to receive the final blessing. Well, dear family, as we pondered just last week, Jesus himself, Lord and God, kneeled in his most fervent prayer to the Garden of Gethsemane. Let us consider restoring kneeling in fervent prayer to receive the final blessing. Finally, this past week was Veterans Day, and in an homage of thanksgiving to all those who sacrificed so much, who served and protected us, the final hymn today will be Battle Hymn of the Republic, One Nation Under God. Our time-honored sacred hymns are huge raw material that nourishes and strengthens our soul. Yet in some places, so many were denied choirs and told not to sing. Somebody's forgotten to sing and pray twice. Yes, dear family, the, world's, the world is in a mess. Not just because there are some bad guys outside the church, but also because there are some bad guys inside the church who are blind to the truth. But we give thanks to God because we know this gives us a ton of opportunities to double our Father's investment in us. So let us begin by giving thanks for the gift of being born into this mess and then recognizing what those talents are. They are everything about us, right down to our DNA, our family of origin, 
our country and our culture of origin, all the experiences our Father has allowed in our lives, every moment of joy and gladness, every moment of pain and sadness. God has given us everything and allowed everything for one purpose and one purpose only, so that we can serve him as a good servant and give back to him double in return. So let us pray, dear family, that each of us recognizes amidst all the craziness in the world that we do, in fact, have a lot of raw materials to work with and then pray. Pray that our eyes are open to helping the Catholic Church produce more saints and more martyrs by being saints and martyrs ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit,